the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Biden admits a Russian invasion of Ukraine will impact the U.S. economy. If Russia decides to invade, that would also have consequences here at home. Gun manufacturer Remington settles a lawsuit with Sandy Hook families. We hope the gun industry takes this under advisement. We hope they realize that they have skin into the game. Los Angeles law enforcement rescues over 80 human trafficking victims. The department affected 194 arrests. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, February 16th. I'm Mike Scott. President Joe Biden acknowledges the likelihood that U.S. sanctions on Russia in retaliation for an invasion of Ukraine would have significant blowback on the American economy. In remarks, the president says Russian aggression could lead to higher energy prices in the U.S. If Russia decides to invade, that would also have consequences here at home. But the American people understand that defending democracy and liberty is never without cost. President Biden also says that the U.S. wants to give diplomacy every chance. We will not sacrifice basic principles, though. Nations have a right to sovereignty and territorial integrity. They have the freedom to set their own course and choose with whom they will associate. But that still leaves plenty of room for diplomacy and for de-escalation. That's the best way forward for all parties, in our view. Biden says there is some good news on the horizon, as Russia claims it's pulling back some forces from the Ukrainian border. That would be good. But we have not yet verified that. We have not yet verified the Russian military units are returning to their home bases. Indeed, our analysts indicate that they remain very much in a threatening position. Republican Senator Dan Sullivan of Alaska joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss Russia's menacing of Ukraine. I think it's a head fake, and I think we need to be ready for the head fake. And what I've been saying all along is we need to be ready for something much bigger. And it's what <clears throat> what I call the it's the new era of authoritarian aggression led by Putin, led by Xi Jinping. Sullivan believes that Russia will be an energy producing rival for a long time. I think it's going to be with us for decades. And I think we need a new mindset. Everybody talks about great power competition. It's not great power competition. Russia, in my view, is not a great power. It's a mafia state acting as a gas station. Senator Sullivan believes that President Trump left the U.S. in a strong position and the Biden administration has squandered it. What these guys inherited, Biden, after the Trump administration and working with Republicans in the Senate, was American energy dominance. Sullivan also says that President Biden has weakened the U.S. defense grid. And they've come in. And they have unilaterally disarmed. I don't think I've ever seen a policy that's hurt us more domestically. It's driven up energy prices. 
but it's national security suicide. Looking to the ongoing protest in Canada, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act this week, which gives his government sweeping powers to crack down on truckers who have been largely peaceful so far. On Tuesday, truckers who are participating in the protest fired back at the Prime Minister. Canadian truck driver and protester Catalin Valsia says protesters are tired of pandemic restrictions. We want only one thing to, to finish with these lockdowns, with these restrictions. We don't have any political interest in this action. We don't Actually, I don't care about what they are doing in Parliament. We want our freedom back. Melody Seiden says she's gone all in on the protests. I came the first weekend and I went home and I watched the news and I listened to Trudeau lie. He lied and uh, it upset me so much that I, I quit my job and I came back and I'm not leaving on, until we win. U.S. Senator John Kennedy says that the Canadian Prime Minister isn't listening to his people. So what, Mr. Prime Minister, is your roadmap for getting government off our backs and allowing us to get back to normal? Friday night, special counsel John Durham filed a motion that included information about Hillary Clinton's campaign and its activities toward the Donald Trump campaign. The Durham investigation has been largely ignored by many outlets in the media. Former President Trump released multiple statements on the filing, including one calling out the media for ignoring more negative allegations against Hillary Clinton's campaign. The New York Times took to defending itself, saying dissecting the motions requires asking readers to expend significant mental energy and time. Real Clear Politics Washington Bureau Chief Carl Cannon shares his thoughts on the Durham report. Your basic contention, which is that this is yet another evidence of a double standard when it comes to reporting on Trump in the mainstream media, I won't argue with that. That's, in my mind, inarguable. Cannon isn't sure if bias is the only thing to consider in the media's refusal to cover the story. There are cycles. There are, there are other things going on. There's just, the news cycle has a, an, an energy to it. Cannon is concerned that if the report is going to stick, more needs to come out. Durham reminds me of these stories you'd read as a kid, you know, um, you know, Sir Blanton Smythe, um, what turned out to have been a Soviet spy in the 40s. And you think to yourself, you know, he's some British guy. I never heard of Sir Blanton Smythe. You know, it's 40 years. It's too late. Who cares? There's a I'm just offering a thing that this Durham investigation, it should, you know, it needs to pick up steam. It needs to actually do what it's going to do because people don't have unlimited attention span. The families of nine victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting have agreed to a $73 million settlement of a lawsuit against the maker of the rifle used to kill 21st graders and six educators in 2012. The families and a survivor of the shooting sued Remington in 2015 saying the company should have never sold such a dangerous weapon to the public. Attorney Joshua Koskoff, who represents the plaintiffs and sued Remington, says the settlement sends a message that gun makers need to take responsibility. We hope the gun industry takes this under advisement 
We hope they realize that they have skin into the game. Instead of blaming literally everybody else, school systems for not having security to defend against their weapons, uh, mentally uh, disabled people. Francine Wheeler, who lost her six-year-old son Benjamin in the shooting, says the settlement is about what is right and wrong, not about true justice. True justice would be our 15-year-old healthy and standing next to us right now. But Benny will never be 15. He will be six forever because he is gone forever. Today is about what is right and what is wrong. Judge Andrew Napolitano says that you can't hold manufacturers responsible for crimes committed with their products. What is not a safeguard is suing people that are not responsible for the killing. For Remington to be in the case, the Supreme Court of Connecticut had to change the law, which it did. Uh, A a change so radical that, in my view, it violates the Fifth Amendment uh, to the United States Constitution, which guarantees due process. Uh, But this case will never see uh, the Supreme Court of the United States because the case has been settled. I mean, for Remington to be made to pay because a crazy person got his hands on a Remington rifle and slaughtered innocents is like Mercedes paying uh, because somebody driving a Mercedes-Benz had an accident and killed somebody else. With President Biden admitting that if Russia invades Ukraine, U.S. energy costs will soar, Doug Redeker, a Brookings fellow, shares his thoughts on the Ukrainian crisis and how the U.S. may implement economic deterrence. Redeker explains how the U.S. may implement sanctions and what that will impact. At the most extreme case, you're talking about sanctioning Russian banks to the point where they simply aren't allowed to do business in U.S. dollars or with any other entity that does business in U.S. dollars, which effectively means European banks and almost everyone else. Does Redeker believe the U.S. will implement sanctions on Russian energy? Some people that talk about oil sanctions and gas sanctions, I think that that's far-fetched. Even during the height of the Cold War, gas flowed from the Soviet Union into Europe. That, unless it is a warfare casualty, I don't think that the U.S. is going to go out and sanction those uh, transfers of gas. Renneker says that other than energy, there is another type of sanction the U.S. can look to. But there's also another area that the U.S. has floated, which is to use something called the Foreign Direct Product Rule under the Export Control Act. It's a lot of gobbledygook. But basically what that means is the U.S. could say any company in the world that exports any particular product, and in this case we're talking about high-tech semiconductors, to go to Russia would be prohibited completely. Redeker does warn that worse news could be on the horizon. This could get much more widespread and much more dangerous if it reaches into the realm of cyber. And depending on what we do and what he does and what we do and what he does, it could escalate to that point. And that's got big consequences. Wholesale inflation in the U.S. surged again last month, rising 9.7% from a year earlier. Daybreak insider Jeremy House has details. In a sign that price pressures remain high at all levels of the economy, the Labor Department says its producer price index jumped 1% from December. Excluding volatile food and energy prices, wholesale inflation rose 0.8% from December 
and 8.3% from January 2021. Last week, the government reported that inflation at the consumer level soared over the past year at its highest rate in four decades. Los Angeles law enforcement announced Tuesday the rescue of more than 80 human trafficking and sexual exploitation victims, including children, during a week-long operation that also netted hundreds of arrests. Los Angeles Deputy Police Chief Chris Pitcher says that his department contributed to a crackdown on human trafficking called Operation Reclaim and Rebuild that netted hundreds of arrests and rescued over 80 people. The department effected 194 arrests, and we were involved in the rescues of four individuals leading up to Super, the uh, Super Bowl uh, week. Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva says people who are bought and sold for sexual exploitation, like the more than 80 rescued in that week-long operation, are victims that need real help. We and our partners stand with each victim of this heinous crime. You are the focus of this endeavor. We're here for you. We're here to help you reclaim your freedom from the binds of sex trafficking and to provide you the support and tools to rebuild your lives. And finally, Jessica Higgs is an Instacart employee who went the extra mile, may have saved lives in the process. Higgs, a mom from Georgia, opened up about how she listened to her intuition on a recent delivery, where the customer who placed the order for her father instructed Higgs just to leave the bags on his porch. But when she arrived, she felt something was wrong. And you're just supposed to take a picture and leave, and I could not just leave. Higgs messaged the customer's daughter to let her know that her father didn't look well. So I said, he's not doing good. He's sick. There's a propane tank in there. I was in there maybe five feet and I got dizzy. And I said, there's got to be a leak. And I was like, he might not be doing good because of this leak. The woman responded that she would have her son stop by and proceeded to change Higgs' tip on the order from $14 to $100. But it was the woman's comment that made her emotional. Thank you so much. Once my son went to check on my dad, it turned out it definitely was leaking. You definitely saved my dad and my younger son's life. Higgs concluded by saying she's just an Instacart driver. But if you see something, don't be afraid to say something. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.